It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, Zach, I, I actually just finished crushing some chicken parm, and I am, I am freaking ready to rock and roll. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby, and today's going to be one of those shows where um, I cut to a break early, and then we will chat with Noah Gardner, host of On the Line on ESPN 106.7, and then... Our final, uh, the final 10 or, 10 or 12 minutes, however long it is, um, a conversation with Auburn pitcher, I'm not going to say former quite yet, but uh, Cody Greenhill. So excited to, uh, to, to share that conversation with you guys. Really, really cool guy, and I think you guys will like and uh, find what he says very, very interesting. Uh, today's show brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar has a ton of flavors, something for everyone, whether you like coconut whether you like something fruity like cherry or raspberry flavors or something a little savory or sweet like peanut butter brownie or double chocolate or salted caramel. There's something for everyone and all these built Bars, they are very high in protein, 17 or 18 grams. Um, also, they're very low in calories, 130 calories. Some go up to 180, but uh, still very, very good for what you get. And they taste delicious, very low in sugar, very low in net carbs. Go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your first order. Use promo code LOCKED15 at BuiltBar.com. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, especially during March. Your eyes are on the road, but the driver in front of you has both eyes on their bracket. Their sudden braking puts you in a 16-car pileup that's anything but sweet. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this is worse than a busted bracket. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability, savings vary. Joining us now, Noah Garner of On the Line, which you can hear on ESPN 106.7. It's Fox Sports Central Alabama. How are you? I'm doing great, Zach. How are you, my man? I am good, dude. I am good. I feel like it's been forever since we chit-chatted. It's been a little while. It has been a little while. Lance Dawes doing a great job, though. Sure. Sure. Yeah, just with me being out of town, I mean, we go to lunch fairly often. We just haven't done that in a while either. I don't know. It's weird. It's weird. But I'm glad we're doing this. That's right. We were chit-chatting around the office earlier today. And we were we were talking about the um, some of the non-conference schedule, but specifically just the first game of the season because that's what we're all counting down towards on the day this drops. We will be 80 days away from Auburn taking on Akron to, to really officially ring in the, the Brian Harson era for Auburn football. And it's just kind of interesting to talk about because you know, we, we posed the question, like, what, what game this year are you most excited about? about and a lot of people said Akron just because it's the first game and I'm like come on that's not the game you're most excited about but a lot of people said it a ton and I'm just trying to think like what could happen on that day where we're like okay cool that was awesome because there's always going to be a bunch of people who's like no matter what you do it's like it was Akron and they're really bad so fortunately for you on my show we've been talking about Akron a little bit actually we're doing an oh. Auburn schedule analysis so we're taking a look at each team so that's going to fill 12 days right there. There you go. Not for the entire show of course but we talked about Akron for 5 minutes or so cuz that was about how long we could get. 
at least trying to find something to say about one of the worst teams in college football. It's just like, who cares? I mean, it's just a bad team. But something that we discussed was, which side of the ball would you want to see Auburn out on first? Do you want Auburn's offense out there, or do you want Auburn's defense out there? And I said, unequivocally, it's not even close. Offense. No, defense. Uh, I think it's the offense. And for me, the reason why I went defense is I can't wait to hear the first thunderous, rabid roar of the 2021 season in Jordan-Hare Stadium. And I think it's much more likely that we hear that from the defense making a incredible play, whether it's an interception, forcing a fumble, a dude getting depleted, a sack, whatever it may be. And I think back to the 2015 season, I don't know why this one comes to mind more, okay. but maybe it was because it was one of my, uh, it was my first game as an Auburn student, but I was at the Chick-fil-A kickoff game and if you'll remember, Auburn taking on Louisville the first play of that game. Trey Matthews intercepts Louisville quarterback, what was it, Reggie Bonifin back then or whatever. But mm. Trey Matthews gets that pick on defense, and the place erupts. And I remember how loud and Hype thunderous was that never was. higher than it was at that moment. Exactly, 100%. That was a very hyped-up team, too. Right, and I hope that's not the same thing with Auburn getting a sack on Akron on the first defensive drive or something like that. But I think there's a lot more that could go wrong with the offense throwing them out there first like if they were to not score on that first drive you're just like all the energy leaves the stadium but but I also think you can make the argument that let's say you run a few plays you get to the you know the 50 and then all of a sudden Tank Bigsby up the middle oh right. he's got space he's gone and I mean you, you talk about an eruption of passion and volume in Jordan-Hare Stadium I think uh, you know 50 or 60 yard touchdown play from anybody but especially like Tank or you know if Bo has a long pass to, to Capers or Canyon or Hudson uh I think it'd be louder then. You know, if you're going through the through the avenue of I want it to be loud at Jordan Hare Stadium, if that's the way you're going, I think that's kind of what I would be looking at. And I agree with that. I just think that there may be too many things that have to take place to get to that point. Yeah, right? it's like what if Auburn doesn't even reach the fifty for some reason? What if there's just oh, an that, unfortunate three and out, or or what if there's a fumbled snap or something like that? I don't want to wish evil or anything like that, but I'm just saying there's a lot more I feel like that could go wrong on the offensive side of the ball especially in this type of environment and this type of scene that they haven't been exposed to in a foot, you know, in almost two years now it's been since they played in that type of environment. I just wonder if the nerves get to the offense a little bit more than the nerves get to the defense. I think the adrenaline for the defense works a whole lot more to their benefit than the adrenaline working towards the offense. Mm-hmm. I, think they, I think it could work a little bit more to the detriment of an offense. You want a calmer environment on that side, whereas on defense, I, I want them running around like their head's on fire. So that that I, I want to see defense first when the Akron game rolls around and uh, and see these guys get after it. Yeah, I'm curious to see also how passionate and loud the the fans are because it's Akron. It's like, do we all really care that much about this game? But I guess just people want to be back so bad that that's what it is. And you can imagine that the War Eagle people didn't get to watch the Eagle fly last year, right? You can imagine that that is going to be one of the loudest. Which was a weird rule to me. That's like, COVID, can't fly the Eagle. Yeah, it didn't make sense to me either. They, wanted, they didn't want the three trainers or whatever on the field. I get that, but it's just odd. So the, the Eagle flight, I think, is going to be you know up there as one of the loudest that we've heard in recent memory. Just considering That's a good more point. people I, I, I haven't thought about the, 
I, I haven't thought about the eagle flying. That's a great point. The the immediate war eagle on the kickoff, that's going to be loud. The, there, it, that first little bit is going to be extremely loud. Now, will it all come down as Auburn blows them out? Yes. Yes, it will. But it's going to be a fun first quarter, I the, think. You're right, and stuff leading up to it. I'm sure Tiger Walk's going to be am- animated. animated. I mean, especially with all things considered it being Akron. But with the band coming out and you know and all that as well, I'm sorry to get fired up thinking about it. So yeah, yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. And poor Akron, right? Coming from a one in five year previously, like actually talking football here. Well, Akron, the institution, will be making lots of money from this game. It's true. Now the players, yeah, kind of stinks for them. Not gonna lie. You know, think about a pay game though, where Auburn is going to actually make some serious cash though. True. You know, you typically don't think, and I'm sure Auburn's still making a profit off their pay games. I'm sure, just considering how many people come to a ball game, you yeah. know. But this is a this is a game where I have a hard time believing that it's not sold out and that every seat in the stadiums, every seat in the stadium is going to be taken. At least for the first quarter, like you yeah. said. I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if a lot of people left at halftime because I anticipated being 35, 42 to nothing type game at halftime. I think it's going to be a, a butt whooping. It's a night game, too. Yeah. So people are going to be pre gaming for this all day long. They're going to get excited. And that, that's going to, I think, also contribute to getting a lot of people in the stands and on, and on time as well. But going back to what we were saying about football things with this Akron team, there's not a whole lot to like. I was doing some prep for my show the other day, and I wrote strengths, nothing, weaknesses, everything. And that's just the truth. <laughs> that's so savage. They were 1-5 last year in the MAC, and the only team that they beat may have been one of the worst teams in college. May have been the worst team in college football last year, and that was Bowling Green, and they beat them 31-3. to If you got mm. beat by Akron 31-3, to you are there's a special place reserved for you at the bottom of college football. Akron was always a team that I would pick in NCAA to like build up their program or like to start my coach's career and then move somewhere else. They didn't have to else. go far second in the alphabet on NCAA football. That's right. That's right. They had one star and it's like, okay, this works. Yep. All one star schools are the same in that game. I like the colors. I love the navy. I, I like navy and gold typically when they're when they're up together. I mean, it's not that it, I'm not trying to make fun of this team. It's it's literally factually this is a team that's in a really tough place right now. Their current head coach is one in seventeen over his two years. His only win mm. came against Bowling Green right. last year. They didn't have their quarterback that's been there for forever. His name uh, is Cato Nelson. He was not with them last year due to an injury. They started a guy named Zach Gibson. He had four touchdowns to five interceptions. Pedestrian was not very good. Their running back got into some trouble with the law this past season. Teon Dollard, he was an all-max selection, I believe. He had like a weapons charge, is that right? Yes. And he's now it's there's you know it's thrown into question whether or not he'll be playing a list. I you know and I don't keep up with Akron news so I, unless that that's been taken care of or whatever. Mm-hmm. But Tion Dollard's the best player on the offense, and he may not even be available for that Auburn game or this upcoming season. I like I said, don't know. The good thing about the offense is though they return all five offensive linemen that played last year. The bad news about that is four of those are second year freshmen. Mm. because last year it didn't count right. so you've got a senior center and then everything around that is freshman I, I mean I mean I imagine Auburn if Auburn does not manhandle Akron in the trenches then you have some serious concerns leaving that first football game yeah and I don't care how experienced Akron's offensive line is or how old they are or whatever like Auburn should absolutely win and dominate in the trenches like, right regardless yes but if they and especially in this one, if they don't, then there's there's some serious concerns. And I hope that's all Auburn has to do defensively. I don't I don't want them to put any of their blitzes out of this three four, this two, 
you know, the the the, the two four front that they're going to do and all this stuff. I mean, you could do a lot of cool and exotic blitzes with all that. I don't want them to do any of that until until Penn State. So I hope they can just line up and really just stalemate them all across the line and let the linebackers eat. And I think that's what's going to happen. Well, what I was saying about this on my show the other day, I said, look, I don't want to see Tank Bigsby past two and a half quarters. He may still accrue over 100 yards in that time How, how many touches should Tank get against Akron? Ten? Ten, somewhere around there. Yeah. I really don't want to see more than that because I don't want to see him get hurt also. like, And I really don't want to see I don't see want Shivers much. to get that many either. And like Bo Nix doesn't need to have any at all. And this is a new coaching staff, and I'm curious how that they – treat this because the previous coaching staff Sean Shivers had his career highs against these types of teams yeah. he has career highs against Kent State and Alabama State so you've got Mac equivalent Akron for game one and then you got Alabama State no you're right two. I mean these these would be the kind of games where like Cam Martin would like go for a hundred yards or right. something like that and that's yeah. been Sean Shivers the last couple of seasons right. yeah. and he very well could rush for more than a hundred in this ball game on the defensive side of the football for Akron also not a lot to like and the reason why I bring up the running game they gave up 6.3 yards per carry last year. Best teams on their schedule last season ran all over them. The best thing about their defense, and I love this name right here. That's why I have to mention it. Their inside linebacker at five foot nine, 205 pounds, Bubba Arslanian. That's not real. That is real, right here, Junior Bubba Arslanian. That's a great name. And he's five foot nine, two hundred and five pounds at linebacker. That's awesome. I love it. That is awesome. I love it. That's that Jacoby awesome. McLean esque, except Jacoby McLean's a lot bigger. I'm just saying, undersized linebacker. If you're undersized in the MAC, you are five foot nine, two hundred five. Uh, I think Brandon Council is going to have fun down blocking him. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. Very yeah. true. Yeah. Yeah. I. I I can't wait to see how this coaching staff handles it, though. Because, I mean, and we're going to talk about this all summer, but there's just two ways to go. I mean, do you go out and just be aggressive? And it's like, we don't care who you are. We've got to work on ourselves, and we've got to just show ourselves and prove to ourselves that we can absolutely just run our offense and, you know, all this stuff. Or do you play it conservatively until Penn State? It's going to be fun to see. I think that they will play it conservatively but not just because they're worried about Penn State, but because I think there there is still a lot of installment going on at this time of the season next year, yeah. and they are still trying to bring in an entirely new system. But it shouldn't matter in the first two games because and, – and here's another fun stat. This is via Athlon Sports' magazine. I, di- I didn't go and do this research on this one, but this is a stat that they throw in there. Akron surrendered a touchdown on 45.9% of their opponent's possessions. Nearly half the time that an opponent had the football, Akron gave up a touchdown to him. That's crazy. So That's really, really bad. So Auburn, it shouldn't matter, though. and That's where I'm trying to connect this. It shouldn't matter what Auburn does schematically in the first two games. Auburn should throw up a fat number against Akron in, yeah. in game one. Noah Gardner, where can people find you and hear you, buddy? People can find me on ESPN 106.7 at Fox Sports Central Alabama on weekdays from 2 to 4 p.m. Also watch the show on the Radio Alabama Sports Facebook page. Find me on Twitter, at Point Gardner. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Baseball's in full swing. NBA's in the playoffs. NHL's in the playoffs. UFC's still happening on a pretty much a weekly basis, I think. So that's exciting. Get in on the action. You know your stuff. You listen to Locked On Podcast Network shows. And uh, we want to give you a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So all you have to do is use promo code Locked On when you make that deposit. Uh, that's at betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's impossible to keep in stock all of those parts for your automobile. So go to rockauto.com 
and they'll just ship the part directly to your door. It's very uh, inexpensive. I guarantee you they're going to be able to give you a better price than these chain storefronts that you see. And uh, yeah, you don't even have to leave your house. How great is that? So rockauto.com. Go there right now and write Locked On Auburn in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Really helps out the show. Would really appreciate it. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need. That is at rockauto.com. We're now joined by Cody Greenhill, Auburn baseball standout. Cody, thanks for uh, giving me a few minutes today. How are you? Yes, sir. Thank you. I'm good. How are you doing? Uh, I'm good, man. I'm good. So now that the season's over and you kind of look back at this uh, this past season, I mean, what kind of stands out to you from uh, from this team? I, I know I know you guys expected things to go a little bit differently. A lot of close games over the course of the season that. Um, that, that went against Auburn's way, but what stood out to you about this past season when you look back at it? You know, we, we all didn't have the season that we thought we were going to come back and have, and, uh, you know, that's just that's just a part of, of baseball and a part of life in general. And, you know, the thing that stands out to me is just how tough and how we all stayed together as a group. You know, when it got, when it got hard and our backs were against the wall, you know, we pushed through it. Um, you know, it, I think at one point we were like three and sixteen in the SEC, and uh, man, we just kept grinding. We kept showing up to the field, putting in the work, and um, you know, we made it happen and made it made it to the SEC tournament. And um, you know, we got beat there, but I think that was just um, a good thing for us to show that man, when your back's against the wall, you just keep putting in the work, keep fighting. I was impressed to see. I mean, everybody was kind of writing you guys out of everything. And you never saw any kind of moping around. You never kind of saw any, anybody really, you know, doing things halfway. It still seemed like you guys were focused every single game. What is, I mean, what can you credit that to? Right. I think that's just a testament of just um, our culture there at Auburn. Um, you know, we're, we're going to show up every day. Um, we've got a bunch of hardworking guys. Um, you got guys like me, Judd, Bliss, you know, who are going to be there, push – push guys every day jack owen who's constantly trying to make people better um help our younger pitchers develop and um you know i think that's that's just the culture of auburn so cody you transitioning from a closer to a starter and a guy that we saw go on on friday nights throughout the course of uh this season i mean you had a bunch of really really impressive games what did that transition look like to you as far as being a a closer than to to being the guy yeah um, in the fall, you know, I had to establish a routine. I had to get used to, to going hard on that one day, that Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had to transition, you know, my whole workout routine of what I'm doing each day, you know, how much I'm eating, how much I'm drinking, my sleep, um, you know, making sure I'm hydrated. Um, so working this whole, this past fall of, of getting that routine set to where my body was used to it, um, and I, I, I really bought into that. And I give credit to Anthony um, Sanderson, our, our trainer, for helping me with that, with my arm care. Um, Chris Joyner, our strength coach, for helping me develop a plan. Um, man, just taking that into the spring, you know, it was it was awesome to finally get that, that chance to, to go out there and prove myself. And I, I ended up getting hurt the second week, and, you right. know, it, it, it hurt me, um, not only physically, but mentally as a man. Like, I put in all this work, and this happened. But I think I, I, I gained a lot from that and, and learned a lot about myself. And, um, you know, it just adds to my story. 
What was it like working with Tim Hudson on the, on the pitching side of things? I mean, did you have to approach things differently? And I mean, obviously he's, he has a very decorated career, um, you know, from, from his playing, di- uh, playing days. What, what was it like working with him? Man, he, he's awesome. He's just like one of the guys, you know, you, you think he's, he's going to show up and he's going to be, you know, all big league, but he's not, he's, he's the nicest person you'll ever meet. Most down to earth guy. And, and man, he just, he helped me on like anything. I think more of the mental side of how to attack a hitter, you know, what pitches to throw in certain counts and how to read a batter as, as the, the game is going on. And I think just um, him doing it so long just helped so much of his knowledge of the game and um, just the way he goes about his business was awesome. When he prepares for a different team, I mean, is it kind of a, a different level of things? I mean, are you looking at specific – pitchers and he's like or, or batters excuse me it's like okay with this guy you want to do this I mean how do you remember all of that when he's just kind of giving you all that information yeah he he's definitely when you show up and we start looking at scouting ports man he he's got his work done he's you can see he's put in the time watching film and and giving us the best chance to to attack these hitters um you know and I think that goes all the way back to him playing just the kind of guy he is he's going to do everything <clears throat> to the fullest and give us the best opportunity to win. So um, we would get a scout report, and it was broken down to, like, the count. I mean, the average of, uh, say, breaking balls in this count, and it was it was just great to have that. And um, You know, as a pitcher, that gives you confidence going in, knowing that, that we've done the best homework we could on guys to um, to give our chance, give us a chance to win. Sure. Um, so that was awesome, getting to work with him, see him um, help out in that part. Cody, I, I know um, I, 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 there's been a lot of conversation over the course of the season about the, the bullpen struggling at times later into games. What do you think the answer to that will be going into next season for the Tigers? Do you think some of it was youth and these guys just need another season with guys like Tim Hudson and, 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 and Butch? Or um, you know, is it just a maturity thing? Was it just bad luck over and over again? What do you think changes there? You know, I do. I do think it was uh, a maturity thing. Um, I also believe that this fall we didn't really get to go through the, all that, that mental training of the six a.m. workouts on Fridays. You know, getting up early, running the stadiums. So these the the new guys never really got the full um, year of like what it's supposed to be like because of COVID and all the restrictions we had to do. So I don't yeah. think those younger guys had to go through that, that mental side. And, and that you don't see it as much, but I, I really believe that that, was a, that played a big part in, in our season and our stuff. And, um, you know, moving forward, I think the guys that didn't get to go through the SEC in 2020 because of COVID see what it's going to be like and what the type of work you have to put in. And um, I know Chris Joyner is going to do a great job of, of the guys coming back uh, Tim's going to do a much better job, you know, because it was his first year. And he would even tell you, he's like, man, I, I didn't really know what to expect. And I think that kind of kind of took him by surprise. So I know he's going to be more prepared. Um, they're going to be ready to push these guys and, and find somebody that can get in there and shut the door. If, if you had to predict, uh, you know, one or two of these young guys um, on this team to really step up next year, who would you, uh, who would you put, uh, put your money on? You know, I would say that's probably two or three. I, sure. I have um, Mason Barnett. Mm-hmm. I think if he can do the mental part, and and not saying that he can't, 
and step up and, and be that guy, you know, he's going to be he's going to be hard to handle. Um, Trace Bright comes in there, puts in the work every day. I think he won um, Pitcher of the Week mm-hmm. against A&M in uh, Texas Week 2. Um, he's got great stuff. Um, if he can just get that, that Bulldog mentality um, every single time. Um, if Carson Skipper comes back, I think he's going to he's going to step his game up even more. Um, so those are three guys that, that I look at, and all of them. I mean, all of them I know are going to show up and work. Um, so I think they're going to build off of each other and, and have a better season next year. Cody, you, uh, it looks like you're going to get drafted uh, next month. So the weeks leading up to the uh, the Major League Baseball draft, what are you working on right now? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I'm just staying in shape. Um, so I'm still throwing, um, throwing live to guys and um, – working out and, and things like that, trying to stay healthy, um, still watching when I'm eating, you know, making sure I'm staying up, up with that. So um, so right now I'm just hanging out, doing that stuff, and getting ready for the draft. That's cool. Conversations with scouts happening, what does that look like? Yeah, so we've been in touch with, with some people, um, me and my, my advisor um, and things like that, so – I don't know. We'll, we'll see. I know I've, uh, guys got a plan for me, and it's it's already written, and I'm going to end up where I'm supposed to end up. So you know, I'm not really too worried about that. That's awesome, man. Well, I, I know you were uh, you were definitely a fan favorite over the last several seasons, and so uh, we appreciate everything that you have done for Auburn. Uh, when you look back at your Auburn career and your time at Auburn, I mean, is there a is there a specific moment that stands out to you as possibly your favorite your favorite game or your favorite moment while at Auburn? Mm-hmm. It is. I, I would say closing the game um, to get to Omaha. Mm-hmm. That game was was crazy in itself with the thirteen runs and and everything. And what was what was crazy about it was we went up thirteen and they kept they started coming back, coming back. And I had thrown I think two days before game one and. The year before that, you know, I, I was trying to do the same to get us to Omaha and ended up giving up a hit to right field. And, you know, we all know what happened. And so I was I was mentally ready. I was not going to let this moment go. Sure. You know, I, I wanted it for me. I wanted it for my teammates. I wanted it for the guys that had been through that my first year um, together, me, Judge, Steve, and Tanner. Like, I wanted that for us. And I wanted it for Auburn. You know, I I wanted to to give back. I felt like that was giving back to the fans, and I, you know, I can't thank them enough for all they did for us and all the support, and especially this year. I know it was hard. Uh, I know we didn't have the season we wanted, but I just want to thank them for sticking with us. Yeah, absolutely, Cody. Thank you so much for your time, man. Really, really appreciate it, and uh, best of luck next month with the draft and in your career moving forward. Yes, sir. Thank you. I hope you guys enjoyed that. I certainly did. Good luck to Cody Greenhill. And thank you to Noah Garner for uh, for joining us as well. On tomorrow's edition of the show, I haven't told Pappas this yet, but I'm booting him for a week because Kevin McGuire will join us. He is the host of Locked On Nittany Lions. We will talk about that very, very crucial matchup for the Tigers Really, Brian Harson's first test as a head coach at Auburn. So, we will get his perspective and opinion on what's going on. Not gonna lie, I've already recorded it, and it's a very good conversation. So, be sure to check that out tomorrow, right here 
on Locked On Auburn. The NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.